And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, the weather's changing, the leaves are falling, and the combines are back in the fields. There's no denying that harvest season's officially here. Life may be slowing down for some as the temperatures start to cool, but there's no slowing down right now for our farmers. Harvest season is game time, and they have a job to finish. However, it's getting challenging, especially with exports with the low water levels on the inland waterway system. Mike Steenhook, executive director for the Soy Transportation Coalition, says that right now our inland waterway system is not operating from a position of strength. For the Mississippi River, when you look at various spots along the river, you know, we're at lower conditions now than we were on the same date last year. And, you know, October is usually not a very uh, an abundant time for precipitation. And then when you consider the fact that we've got very dehydrated soil throughout the Midwest, if we're in we're at a at lower water levels now than we were last year at this at the same period. And if you've got such dehydrated soil right now, what that suggests is the problem will at least be maintained and very likely will get worse. With harvest season running concurrently with export season, Steenhook says that this is starting to cause major concerns to those that highly rely on rivers, such as the Mississippi, to transport their goods. Well, it's game time for agriculture. This is the time where 80% of our exports occur between the months of September and February. We need our supply chain to be operating at full throttle at this time of the year. And unfortunately, the, the river is not operating that way. You know, we will still export soybeans uh, at this time. We will still have barge transportation occur. But unfortunately, it's just not as economical and as efficient as it normally is. And so it, it obviously is going to be a real challenge for us when one of our key supply chain options is not operating at full throttle. Well, due to the current water levels, barge companies have started to enforce some restrictions. He says that there are two main reasons that these companies really had no choice but to resort to this decision. Well, we're seeing barge companies having to respond to this in a couple ways. And it's out of a concern, a lack of channel depth and a lack of channel width. And with channel depth, because there's less water in the navigation channel, you're more reluctant as a barge company to load as much freight and soybeans, in our case, per barge, because you're concerned that it could actually scrape the bottom. As you load more freight in that barge, it sinks deeper and deeper into the water, and with a, with a shallower channel, the likelihood of a grounding increases. So you're seeing barge companies resort to a 25% reduction on the amount loaded into an individual barge. That's channel depth. And then number two is channel width. With less water in the system, the river becomes more narrow. And what that means is that you're not in a position as a barge company to attach as many barges together to form one single unit. Barges are often lashed together using wire cables. And then when you're in places like St. Louis on South, you can see 30, 40 barges all attached together to form one single unit to get down to export facilities in the North area. So with a more narrow channel, you can't do that as much. You're having to limit the number of barges you can attach together. So when you put those two together, lack of channel depth, lack of channel width, the net result is the economics of barge transportation is significantly reduced, which is obviously problematic for agriculture. Now, the concerningly low water levels are starting to also have an impact on farmers' pocketbooks as well. As Steenhook explains it, while consumers may be footing some of the cost, the burden is primarily falling on the shoulders of our farmers. 
Well, whenever you see you know, the, these restrictions on barge capacity, the net result of that is you're seeing a dramatic increase in barge freight rates. So you're seeing well in excess of 100% increase in barge freight rates over the three-year average. When something like that happens, the question is always, who bears that cost? Is it passed on to the customer? Is it absorbed by the shipper? Or is it passed on to the farmer in the form of a lower price at that point of sale, say a barge loading facility. What usually happens in agriculture is those costs are disproportionately passed on to the farmer in the form of a lower price or a more negative basis. We're seeing evidence of that currently. We saw we certainly saw it last year with low water conditions in twenty twenty two. Yeah, some of it does get passed on to the consumer as well. But you know, I think the big lesson is you've got this macro issue, low water conditions on the inland waterway system that have a very specific and localized impact on an individual farmer's wallet. Well, according to USDA's Grain Transportation Report, at this time last year, barge rates in St. Louis were $16.44 per ton for the week ended on August 30th. This year in St. Louis, we have seen a 42% increase at $23.34 per ton for the week ending on August 29th. Now, this is nothing compared to the 81% increase in the Cairo, Memphis region. Now, last year, the barge rates for the week ending on August 30th were only $13.09 per ton. For the week ending on August 29th, barge rates were sitting at $23.71 per ton. While most of the Midwest saw some scattered rain showers over the course of the last week, this has done little to alleviate most of the issues caused by the lack of precipitation. Our soil moisture supply has been increasingly depleted since the spring. The Midwest would need a considerable amount of rain to help alleviate any of these issues. We are getting some precipitation now. It's certainly not adequate. But the real concern that I and many others have is so much of our farm ground is dehydrated and it's behaving like one big dry sponge. So any kind of precipitation that does occur will overwhelmingly be absorbed into the farm ground, which is important for the farm ground. It's desperately needed. Moisture is desperately needed in the ground. But what that means is there's not going to be a lot of residual water available for streams and rivers, which will help gain our navigation channel for barge transportation. So that's what the real concern is, is that when you look at the near-term forecast, any additional rainfall probably won't make a noticeable difference in water level on the inland waterway system. And so what that means is we could see the problem definitely not get better and very likely get worse. It's just a real good reminder of when drought conditions really get established the way they have the last couple of years, it really takes a significant and sustained amount of moisture to really reverse that trend. Now, you can have a big haymaker of a, of a rain event. What that essentially will do, and that, that might be beneficial for, for some portions, but what that essentially does, the ground doesn't fully absorb it. The water will just run off into streams and rivers. It'll create this spike in water levels at various spots along the river. And then you just basically return back to the state of affairs prior to that rainstorm. What we clearly need is a prolonged period of significant rainfall over and over again to really recharge these soils and really to set us up in a situation where navigation on our inland waterway system can be more predictable and not susceptible to these challenges that we find ourselves in. 
Now, of course, each and every year we are at the mercy of Mother Nature. That's nothing new. Steenhook says the best way to work around these challenges is to have a few different backup plans in place. You can find more information and updates at soytransportation.org. Again, that is the executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition, Mike Steenhook. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day.